missing. Plucked off, it looks like. And no cufflinks either. Surprise, surprise. Chief, he says, realizing that he's been joined, tell me again, what was it your boy said? The craziest gun? Stupidest. He said Mackley must have owned the world's stupidest gun. Meaning? That it had to have fired backwards. Dutcher laughs. I know you told me his name, but... Kent, says Chief Parker. Clark Kent. Two. His left hand curls into itself, and he keeps squeezing it like a slow pulse, but every time Clark thinks he might actually open his fingers and look, he feels another bolt of panic and changes his mind. How you doing, son? Clark's fist draws back to his waist, pressing there. Something wrong with your hand? No, sir. The man nods, a few times too many. Bill Dutcher, Clark. I'm sheriff of Osage County. Grabbing a small chair, he twirls it casually and sits down, his thick, folded forearms across the back. Say, you wouldn't be related to the Kents live over to Osawatomie, would you? Own that big stove company? I don't think so. My wife's cousin does their bookkeeping. Or she did. Maybe don't anymore. Things being how they are. Dutcher leans forward. Sounds like you had yourself quite an evening. He sits back, plucks out a hand rolled from his shirt pocket. So how's about you tell me what happened? Dutcher holds the paper of matches in his right hand, tears off a match and runs it across the friction strip with his left. And seeing that, realizing Dutcher is left-handed, same as he is, Clark relaxes a little. He feels an odd kinship with lefties. Just as he feels one with blue-eyed people or people with black hair, with fingernails shaped like his, square and blunt. Finding people who were like him, even in the smallest ways, is always a comfort. It's stupid, he knows, but still it's some comfort. Clark, says Dutcher, I surely don't mean to push you, son, but do you think you might tell me about... Excuse me for just one second, Sheriff. Holding a cup of coffee, Chief Parker settles himself, carefully so he doesn't spill any, behind his desk. Clark, you sure you don't want me to send somebody for your dad? It's no trouble. I don't want to worry him, with my mom and all. But thanks. Up to you. Earlier, the chief offered to call Clark's father, or let the boy do it himself, of course, except the Kents don't have telephone service. Or electricity, either. Truth be told, they're lucky to have a roof still over their heads. Things being how they are. Well, if you change your mind. And, oh, Clinton drove your girlfriend home. She's fine. I just took her to the pictures, says Clark. 
He feels heat rise in his neck. She's not my girl. The chair under him creaks. But what about Alger Lee? He all right? I'm sure he's fine, says Parker. We told him to stick around, but he left. I expect he ran on home. Alger Lee, says Dutcher. Colored boy I told you about was there. I'm sure he just... I expect he ran straight on home. We can go fetch him now for you if you like. Dutcher seems to consider the offer but doesn't respond to it. Just pulls at his cigarette and exhales. Then, what movie you go see, he asks Clark. We were supposed to see The Werewolf of London. Now somebody told me about that one. It's with the guy plays Charlie Chan, right? Warner Oland, says Parker. I bet it's good, says Dutcher. Then he says, Chief, can I bother you for some of that coffee? Sweet if you got sugar, no milk. One end of Parker's mouth quirks up. Then he purses his lips slightly and smooths them out again, and Clark figures all that pantomime is to let the sheriff know he's amused by the request, takes no offense, and sees it for the rank-pulling take-a-hike that it is. Clark, how about you? Coffee? No, thank you. Be right back, then. Take your time, says Dutcher. This young fella's gonna tell me what all went on, and you heard it before. So, Clark, he says, what time the picture start? Eight o'clock. A lot of other folks there tonight? Dutcher asks. Then asks him again because the boy is getting more and more remote every moment. Full house? About regular for a Saturday. And what's about regular? Dutcher finds an ashtray on the chief's desk and rubs out his cigarette. Thirty people? Fifty? A hundred? I couldn't say. I guess half the seats downstairs were filled. I don't know how many that'd be. Uh-huh. Dutcher looks thoughtfully at Clark's face. Points. You get whacked by something? Clark's right hand goes promptly to his forehead, tapping his fingertips around, playing dumb. You got a red mark. There, right there. Like something might have hit you. No, sir. But two hours ago, little less, Clark saw it himself, what the sheriff is squinting at now. A small welt barely an inch above his nose. He saw it when he leaned against a cigarette machine, hugged it, laboring to get control of himself. Saw it reflected in the panel mirror the same moment he saw the body of Jiggs Mackley lying spread-eagled behind him on the Jewel Theater's fake Persian lobby carpet. Son, Dutcher holds up a wastebasket, offering it. You going to be sick? If they'd done it in the right order, says Clark, this wouldn't have never happened. Done what in the right order? 
before the picture. It's always you got your coming attractions, and then you got your cartoon, and then you got your newsreel. Clark smacks his knees savagely with that doubled fist. But oh no, tonight somebody had to go and do it different. What did they do? Showed the newsreel right after the coming attractions. And it wasn't just the goofus running the projector machine either. When you came right down to it, and Clark isn't blaming anybody, not exactly, it's just that... Well... Before heading into the auditorium, he asked Janie Laster if she wanted him to stop by the candy concession for a box of nonpareils or a chocolate bar or a drink, whatever she liked. He asked her. He offered, and if she only said yes. If only she said yes then. But she didn't. She said she was still too full from dinner. Thank you, though. This was only Clark's second date, and his first with Janie Laster from his typewriting class. He'd expected to run into some kids from their high school, was hoping he would, since Janie not only was a pretty blonde with the kind of figure people called cute, but was known to be awfully picky about boys, which only could help Clark standing with his peers. Although why in blue blazes he cared about that at this late stage of the game, he wasn't sure. At school, Clark is not actively disliked. He isn't unpopular. He's just there. There, but not there. You say hello, he says hello back.